we have breaking news. A federal judge in Seattle has temporarily blocked President Trump's controversial order, barring nationals from seven Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States for 90 days. U.S. District Judge James Robart put the travel ban on hold until more proceedings could take place, ruling that the states that sued to block the order were likely to win. Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. My name is Brandon Condit. I am your host. And my name is Mitchell Hernandez. I'm also your host. Um, the Devil's Advocate is kind of an idea that we came up with in a brainstorm. It's an alternative opinion talk show um, to the ones that you'll typically see or he- see on TV or hear on the radio. Um, the idea kind of being that the two sides don't get together enough to have a reasonable conversation. Everybody is always speaking their talking points on TV and radio and shouting at one another. And we thought, you know what, what if two guys with two differing perspectives could get together and not blow each other up at the end of the conversation? So um, so let's, let's begin. It's obviously right. a historic decision and an important one uh, for the rule of law and for the people of the state of Washington and the people of our country. I said from the beginning... It is not the loudest voice that prevails in a courtroom. So obviously the big story of the morning because this administration likes to do everything at midnight (laughs) um, is the um, second – the second hurdle that Donald Trump is experiencing in um, his travel ban on those Muslim Mm -hmm. countries and then him filing an appeal – uh, about through through that whole process so that that's the biggest story of the morning right 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 uh now i did want to take a little bit of time right at the beginning to do a little bit of clarification on my last point as soon as we put it up by monday i was like all right i need to fix this a little bit obviously everyone knows that kellyanne conway came out and was talking uh in reference to a story that i uh, also brought up which was that um what was it bowling green massacre and all that Clearly right. did not happen whatsoever. Right. Um, so I didn't want my comments to get conflated with her comments because I was basically speaking of, uh, and I did get a little bit of it wrong, um, but basically what Obama did was... Mitch what, got some blowback on the internet. <laughs> that's what happened. No. This, so now he has to confess his alternative fact-telling was, self. Yeah, I was already going to call myself out, but there goes Bears. Did go ahead and um, basically show me that... Uh, I wasn't totally 100% accurate in what I was saying. Um, now, at the same time, I don't want my comments to get conflated with Kellyanne Conway's because she was saying something was pretty intense going on. Uh, and basically what I was wrong about was that instead of all visas, it was one particular type of visa that they banned for six months while he was going to go ahead and try to uh, rework it and make it mm-hmm. kind of update it. Um, so that was my point I was trying to make, and I didn't quite get it across. Uh, still in the overall scheme of things. Well, I st- now I feel better for not really having an argument because your story <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> it's basically true, but it, I do have to call out that one part that I did get wrong. That's fair. And then, um, yeah, but basically... We here at The Devil's Advocate are totally all about <laughs> accountability. We and Betsy DeVos agree yeah. that you should be accountable. Um, Keep calling me out every time I do it. I'm sure it's going to happen again. I'm sure I've said nothing that's incorrect <laughs> at all. 
Um, right. So anyway, so back to that story just quickly. We'll we'll touch on it because I don't know that there's too much. Um, I don't know there's too much other than the fact that, so, what, like a week ago, executive order mm-hmm. f- stopping travel from seven Muslim countries gets stopped, gets halted by a judge in Seattle. Is that right? Is that the first one? I, I think that was the first one. Was that Yates? Uh, no, that's that's different. Um, uh, and then, and so then... Um, the Trump administration, did they get it returned back on? Isn't that what happened? Oh, you're talking about the, yeah, the executive order. They did do that. Um, it never was really gone. They fired the first judge who, who shut it down, and then they got it going again, and this one is trying to do a temporary stay or, or something. They're saying that they need to review it. Um, I think more, the, the probability is that they're going to have to change the wording, even though right. it, I think technically it's legal and they're going to keep running into roadblocks from the, ju- the judicial side is the only one that's trying to do something since the Congress legislative side has no power on the Democratic side. Right. So they're going to have to get something done. Judiciary. What's interesting, though, is that the judge who this weekend on Friday night, it um, turned down Donald Trump's appeal to get the. Um, so what happened was the judge in Seattle halted the like put a halt order on the executive order right Mm -hmm. so the trump administration appealed that process saying that donald trump was um was doing it for the safety of the the citizenry and all this all this stuff i think he has the power to do so the appeals court though then turned it hasn't totally turned it down yet but has said like no we're not going to put this back into effect this is what came out on friday night like no we're not going to put this back into effect um we need more information from both sides so executive order still in halt process yeah. and, but and what's the interesting only one having a trouble is why you make the point that the democrats have no congressional power so it has to be the judges the, That's the what they're, they're trying to do at well least. the guy this guy who stopped the appeal process appointed by george w bush so right. well, it, he went about it in a much more appropriate way than right. the last judge it was just yeah. like nope he came at it like i need to file motions and stuff i don't know if so this we'll is see well, i guess legal. we'll see what that story turns into i mean that's about as much as you can go further on on the the bad executive <laughs> order this week but yeah that you know we'll we'll see we're I'm probably sure gonna wind down on executive orders i think that at this point i'm sure this one will be in the news for a while yeah we'll, we'll see once they change it i don't think they can really stop it what, but and what he's gonna have to do is totally withdraw the current executive order and rewrite it well and, they're talking about how they they might be able and that's what they they're saying this judge is actually doing is he might just be trying to go after one section of it so that the rest of it is still in effect right just a few things like saying that uh i think the issue he had was that it was barring travel from one whole country and it's the blanketness the yeah. blanket statement of that that uh upset him and he didn't know if it was 100 percent constitutional right. so we'll, i think it's going to be a hard argument to make uh i think that they've, they've got this in the bag for the most part, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if you see the administration tweak it because they are getting so much blowback. This is why you don't let Steve Bannon write your executive <laughs> orders. That's all I'm saying. Might not be the best of his ideas. So, but hashtag is- President Bannon. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to that one. But yeah, this is only the this is the only executive order where he's getting this much you know negative feedback on as well. The rest are, are fine. Right, and I get it. I mean, they have to fight back in some way because they don't have a lot of power right now and 
they're, they're trying to do everything they can. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that as long as you, I don't have a problem with being fought. Like I said, I've made my points on the refugee issue, the, right. one, the non-existent refugee terrorist issue that we have. So mm-hmm. like, we don't need to, we don't need to go back down that path, but it, as long as it's halted, it keeps those people out of the streets. So we'll see. And <laughs> yeah. speaking of people in the streets. Around 6 o'clock tonight, protesters began tearing down the metal barriers lined along the outside of the building where Yiannopoulos was scheduled to speak. A few people rushed towards the front of the building, one of them armed with a baseball bat. And then 10 minutes later, protesters began throwing firecrackers at the building. Okay. So obviously one of the biggest stories going on this week is the Berkeley riots. Right. Uh, up in the California University. And if I, you know, I'd like to not have to comment on a riot every single week. <laughs> Get used to it, buddy. It's um, going to happen. So let's just, let me go over a little bit of the facts of what actually took place. Uh, so it actually went down on Wednesday, February 1st. Uh, the whole reason it happened is because Milo Yiannopoulos was speaking at the college. Ended up causing $100,000 worth of damage. At least six people were injured. Uh, then they went ahead and moved into, there's about 1,500 protesters there that ended up moving from the campus once they were dispersed into the actual city of Berkeley. Uh, no one was arrested. Milo had planned to speak about cultural appropriation. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. Like That doesn't make sense to me either. Like, like I got No one was arrested? Right. I have a lot of video, video footage does, of them doing shit. You man. can't figure who that, who that is. Uh, let's see. Donald Trump tweeted, toying with the idea of defunding the college. Um and adding irony to it is that Berkeley is renowned for starting the free speech movement right. back in 1964. Yeah. So the <coughs> riots are getting a little old. Yeah. It seems like this seems to continually happen every single time. Yeah. I. The thing is, like, okay, here, we'll go with issue number one. My big, one of my big issues here is that no one was arrested. I get yeah. that protesting is First Amendment, and I am for like I'm good with protesting. If you, right. I it's wish it wasn't the First Amendment to protest the First Amendment. Right. So like, yeah. I wasn't. Um, I don't know. I I don't have a problem with protesting. I don't. I wish it wasn't so common. Right. Um, and I will. I well, you sure. hear that all the time. It's the peaceful protesters. There was a bunch of peaceful protesters. Mm-hmm. But then I think that... Well, yeah, what was it? Like the mayor said oh, that God, it was yeah. like 150 people. Just 150 bad apples. 1% of the people there were just destroying everything. Well, and I'm sure that that's probably... So 1% ruining everything again. <laughs> I'm, sure that that, I'm sure that it's probably true that there was really just like maybe... Yeah, 150 lo- seems like a pretty there, big number. There was a lot more people there than there were D-bags there yeah but but here's the problem they're the, letting it happen they no are one letting is it happen and nobody's accountable at all for their actions like it here's the thing you can you can disagree with milo yiannopoulos and not like destroy your school like right. you can disagree with that guy my problem is that whenever i'm watching videos of trump supporters being attacked like there's a couple of people afterwards that are on the liberal protesters that are just like, oh, you know, sorry, we really wish that didn't happen. But you're not really stopping it. Right. Like, you're watching these people do this stuff. Well, there are a lot of people. And it was the same, I, I, it, there are people on my that I commonly see um, discuss, talk, shout po- political opinions <laughs> on on social media sites, and those the uh, one person in particular is extremely liberal, like 
even to Over me, annoyingly liberal. Yeah. Like, well, like doesn't really actually think about more than talking points. Um, and hasn't learned their lesson from the election that we lost. But the, the the thing is that those people who are constantly shouting about the DAPL, the Dakota Access Pipeline, mm-hmm. and um, all these atrocities that, uh, that America brings upon its own, um, <laughs> say nothing when there's a group of, of liberals beating... With sticks, yeah, I saw that unconscious one. and 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 pepper spraying up, Trump supporters. Well, Look, and I've been seeing the, this for a while. So I saw the one a few weeks back at a different Milo. Um, or no, during the inauguration, I think a Trump supporter had her hair caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Like someone lit it up. You can see the hand, and I can even see who it is in the video. But again, they're all apologizing, like, "Oh, we're not for that." It's like, well, everyone seems to be doing it. But there are a lot of people too that are just silent on it. Yeah, and, and I don't. I think saw a bunch that... of students from the the college in the footage that were running around, just like, "Oh, cool, they'll take pictures." Yeah, and whatnot. I think that like, you're cool it, with it. I think that if you're going to, especially if you feel so strongly that the other side <laughs> is just a bunch of crazy Nazis, and then right. you go out and beat people in the street, like, hold your side accountable. Yeah. And, well, and, the, and the the fact that, I don't I see anyone denouncing the riots on the left. Like a, a big one I bring up is NPR. I which will. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you will. That and that's good. But like NPR to me is just beyond irritating because like I'll give you an example. Whenever I was, the inauguration was going on, every single thing that had to do with the president and just the inauguration itself, majority angry face reaction. Everyone's all mad. Yeah. Everything talking about because there was riots during the inauguration as well that they don't talk about as much yeah they that and really i saw a bunch of videos of people like i said getting their hair caught on fire yeah i will say well i i do have a silent a, and a all very, of those got a very, majority likes off of npr's well, enlightened well and what i was gonna say too with as far as likes go like i am i normally i have a this love hate relationship with social media right because <laughs> it's a good source of information it, people do speak it their can mind. be a good source it can also be a really bad source but the thing is when the media doesn't cover things like um like what's going on at standing rock or like what's happening because you're right right, there were (laughs) and why is it that in every single protest a starbucks lays victim (laughs) like you would think ah we're so mad at you right you would think that of all places starbucks would probably survive the fires (laughs) but i'm hopped up on mountain dew i hate you starbucks (laughs) Um, take you out but it's just but i do remember those those videos thank and and that's the one good thing that social media has brought us that there are people with cell phones in real life that are putting stuff up and so you do have access to that but yeah there is a huge problem that one of a few years back because i was just watching msnbc and then cnn mm-hmm. and before the technological revolution and everyone's got a camcorder in their pocket right. i was just that's what i was eating i was eating it day and night and yeah. you wouldn't have seen any of this yeah it, and that's irritating to me as a conservative because if it's the other way around you're blasted with it right and it needs to be fair it needs now, to be balanced because they both sides are doing this shit right that is terrible and as far as both sides doing this shit will comment on Milo Yiannopoulos. Well, that's the like, reason why right. this all even happened. This guy, like, I know now that this has happened. Um, most people know who he is now. Up until a couple I think they've weeks, heard of him. I, I think, think they every, got a lot of misinformation as well, and that's coming from the main media as well. I think, looking at you, CNN. Looking at you, Berkeley mayor. I think a little bit. Um, they yeah, literally I, called I, him a, a white nationalist, and everything that I have seen 
does not lead me to believe that he is a white nationalist. I understand, though, why somebody would see him as a white nationalist. I understand nationalist. why somebody who's I, wrong would I, see him I, as a white nationalist. I, I don't think that gives you any, I think any somebody, special authority to be I think wrong. somebody who's not like you and me, who's not uh, a... Um, a, a political news junkie. Well, obviously, our listeners are very well informed. <laughs> right. So they're excluded as well. But I do but I do think that somebody not that doesn't follow up on things day to day, minute to minute for fun, like that's what right. I do for entertainment. I play Xbox once a week and I watch the news like <laughs> every other minute of the week. So, um, you know, I think that not just because of the media because you don't have to use the media to think this guy is a white nationalist if you look at your own perspective if, yeah i can if see you where look at videos of him I, I see where you can get to that conclusion does that mean that you should stomp on his right to say what he says no and and right. the fact and i think a lot of what he says is thought I, I i disagree with him probably it. shock a few liberals um but I'm i shocked. i don't think that he is a white nationalist. I think that he's a jerk sometimes. He's definitely an asshole. Um, and I think that if he is, I don't, I wouldn't even say that I think that he's racist. I think if he is racist, he backs up, he gives you data for how he right. gets to this conclusion. So maybe he's racist and maybe he's playing it off as, it, but. I don't think he's racist. I just think that the, he he's come, looking at the same data set as him, which he is very quick to cite. Mm -hmm. He's pretty good about that. That I come to a different conclusion, even while hearing his own arguments. Right. Fifty percent of the time, fifty other the other fifty percent of the time, I'm in agreement with him, yep. and I say, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Good on you. The other part, I'm just like, he when it comes to the Bible, when it comes to a few of the other things that he says, his, that gay, it, his thoughts about him, yeah, himself being gay, right, interesting and, one. And, yeah, taking an anti-gay pill and thinking that if the straights are better than gays, he literally said the exact same thing. Yeah. You're not walking can't walk your way out of that one no no so i disagree with that yeah um and i understand why people can get offended by it but that's kind of the point we're saying that you need to he has the right to say it you have the right to listen to his arguments and disagree with mm -hmm. his conclusion yeah as i did and i think and i i do look i'm not a huge fan of his i do there are things yeah. that he has said not typically on race relations. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to buy, and it's not that I that I agree or disagree with his points. I don't want to buy into that stuff because I don't need Milo Yiannopoulos to tell me what <laughs> what uh, ethnic or what um, race relations are in Sweden and Norway. Like I, right. that doesn't. Okay. He's from me, the UK, so occasionally um, he brings that up. You know, he brings up statistics from the UK. He, but uh, so. <sighs> I think he has some good points on feminism. Like yeah, I, I, do. I do too. Um, I think that I don't go too far into him because he's such a polarizing character that like I yeah. really don't want to touch and him. Most anyway. of the things that I've I've watched and were in agreement with were from quite a while back. Right here lately, it seems like he's kind of given more into the drama. He's yeah. less on the facts. He's more into the fact that he's Milo Yiannopoulos. Right. And now I will say but that for a guy with the rhetoric the right that he spreads, like <laughs> maybe, maybe don't have your hair bleached blonde with your 
white pasty skin and stand up there with Are you, you judging him? No, I'm just saying <laughs> that like He's a judger. He is he is the ideal Aryan. So <laughs> so I could see how somebody out right. there would be like, "Wow, look, and now that there's I have... Hitler's uh wet dream <laughs> and he's uh and 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 he's spouting he's spouting the rhetoric." So and I, I don't, don't think, think he's he is. spouting rhetoric. Yeah, I don't, exactly. Yeah. I, I do not think so. I don't think he is. Now, Richard I think, Spencer I have actually watched the, the – I didn't realize that he was the dude that was standing up after uh, – what was it? Trump's win that was, hail our president. Yeah. Richard, Holy fuck. Rich, yeah, that guy was – Richard Spencer, I I would say, and you don't – the listener can, can go I'm do not their, upset he's punched go, in the face. Go, I'm saying that. I, I'm not <laughs> upset that he's punched in the face. No, not and, at all. And I would call I him first. a white nationalist. Yeah. Um, I was at first because I didn't know who he was, and I in my – gut reaction is don't ever punch anyone in the face just for saying their views until I listened to his well, views. And, and then I was like, well, liberals whoa. have kind of done themselves an injustice or a disservice um, because too often in at least in the last couple of years, people have been labeled racists and bigots and fascists. Yeah. And so when you That's see a good point, man, yeah, when you see a news article floating around there on the web, or you see it come up on TV and you hear white nationalists get punched, gets punched I in the face it immediately ha- and so does 50 percent of the population right, because, because they've heard it all before and they've been called it all before and yeah. it, it's not a, it's not a winning no strategy and the problem is it took me two months before i even did research on the guy to see if it was true or false right. i just assumed he wasn't from right the get-go because it's been overused yeah and i think that obviously we've, we've gone on at length to each other about how that played its role into the 2016 elections mm-hmm. but i think that coming forward the problem that the left had is they called everybody racist. Right. And it wasn't true. Right. But I think the right is too quick to dismiss that there is a bit of truth, that there are racists who have been emboldened, and we need to get them out now. Yeah, I, I think Not, you're right. I think we just need to disavow. We don't need like, to shut them down. Does, we don't need to say they can't say does whatever David the fuck Duke they want to say. Have, does David Duke have the right to right. endorse Trump? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Should Trump disavow him? Probably yes, he should. So. Yeah, he probably <laughs> should because it just it's not a good look. Right, and, and he did do that, but you, still. You bolster you bolster those guys up, and those are not the voices because then it becomes easy for the other side. Yeah. You set yourself up. You tee it up for them. The other side can now say, look, the KKK endorsed right. him. So Now, I still think that that is the silent minority of right. the right party. I think that the opposite side for the left, that the, the real extremists and whatnot, they're the vocal minority. So yeah. they're still the minority, but they're just, for whatever well, reason, they're think, allowed to, to, I think to do... The, I think, though... Liberals the, aren't really willing to disavow them yet. And right. That's what I think is a huge issue. I agree with you. I do think, though, that the reason that, um, that the vocal minority i think they're mm-hmm. both vocal minorities and yeah but i, I think don't the, think they the always side is, is brought down a bit they want I to think, call everyone racist but i don't think they really are i think they are brought down a little bit but i think they're louder now than they were before the 2016 election what, yeah, process that's what we gotta and watch that's, out for that's where liberals got nervous and started calling and started labeling everybody that disagreed with them they overplayed as, their hand they overplayed yeah, their hand big time and i think they do it with milo yiannopoulos i now yeah. richard spencer Here's the thing. I it's tough for me because we said a minute ago, like, yeah, I don't mind that he was punched in the face, and yeah, I, I don't, don't. <laughs> I don't mind when Sorry, when when Nazis are punched in the face. At the same time, He's doing though, a Nazi symbol, dude. Like, at, at the same time, though, do your own homework and figure yeah. out who these guys are, because yeah, you can look at uh, at Ianopoulos 
in in certain videos or you can mm-hmm. misconstrue what he's saying or you can simply disagree with him and, and on, not man. have to set <laughs> fires that doesn't do anything yeah. except put the entire country think on it ed- not on edge but it puts them off your side and right. i'm a dude who would typically like i'm a guy who outspokenly said the riots in ferguson were a good thing the riot yeah. in Ber- i said the same thing the the Berk- the riot in berkeley not a good thing no um because it's a different issue and now and, i and don't you're, think... you're upset that a guy gets to come up and disagree with you right and that's what it, like that's totally different yeah from what originally black Lives matters was which was trying to to help out which with has also shootings. overplayed its hand. it is now yeah and... they, they've come to like uh that one video said where it's like we probably have very different prescriptions for how to fix these mm-hmm. things I agree with what Black Lives Matters is trying to do. I disagree with how they're doing it. Yeah. So that's it's the so same I don't thing with think, these protests. I mean, I don't. I I don't think he makes. Um, I don't think he makes only bad points, and I don't think he makes only good points. Like there's a lot of bad points that Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. has made, and and I definitely understand why people would be offended. I understand yeah. why people would be up in arms and but, now with both sides playing it too like i i got on a tangent a while ago and but i said i do think too and i know that he's doing a tour but because yeah. of who he is like look he's the more articulate way better looking michael moore right <laughs> like he is a guy who wants to stir up controversy well, he, whether he's right or wrong i think he makes a good argument but and so he's he's very with his 160 college tour you know you're starting fires at everyone like now is that that's the point is that right no but both sides are playing into each other's hands and so if if both sides of the extremities the Mm -hmm. the milo annapolis is who he is he is extreme like he's measured and he's articulate but he has very Yes, and there's a lot of satire that goes into his his thing, and I it is provocative is the best word for it because mm-hmm. it is, and I think that but a lot of comedy in times have been provocative, and you can tell when he's doing it for a laugh and when he really means yeah. it. Yeah, but I he think, also overplay. Like I think sometimes that like it's that shock value. He is a shock, shock celebrity, value, so but he uses it. That. He kind of uses it as an upper hand when he he'll talk about himself being gay as as an example. I and he hated himself. I don't know what. I thought he hated himself. That's <laughs> right. what I got. But he'll Here's, use but he uses it yeah. to his advantage. So Here's, he'll say in one statement, I would take a pill to not be gay if I could. And in the next statement, when he's making an argument against uh, against Muslims, he would say, Well, you guys hate me anyway because I'm gay. Well right. you can't use it both ways, dude. You no, can't, can't hate it in on and, one hand and then be like, Well, poor me. Right. So on here's the my other. exact point. So fifteen hundred people showed up to protest him. Instead of listening to his ideas, not one of them could form a, a decent argument to counter what he's saying. He can't say his bit and someone else can't. You have to resort to Joe Rogan to be the only man that can best this guy in right. an intellectual debate. You need like Democrats and liberals need to do better. They yeah. need to have their facts set. They need to come into the argument prepared well, and, and win. And if you win, then or, you, you'll bring people or, to your side. You know, you know what? stops people like Milo Milo Yiannopoulos <laughs> yeah, <that was, laughs> wow that was a struggle um, what stops people like him 
from showing up to a college campus near you is turn him off. You don't even have to show up to debate him. You can just turn <laughs> him off. And he doesn't. I don't think that's the right idea either because then you're just not hearing viewpoints. If you, I'm glad I listened to everything do, that he I'm said. I'm glad that I listened to him too. Because you don't but hear if you that get, stuff. If you get so offended that you just yeah, can't then handle you need to it, turn it off. before you start breaking windows at Starbucks, Turn off the monitor. Right. Like, and you I think don't have like to, to say, listen to what it. What are you doing in higher education? Because higher education is about challenging your preconceived notions of the world and expanding your mind and learning, yeah. ex- absorbing knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that whenever you live in a bubble. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing too much in college campuses is they just want to be told whatever right. they're comfortable with and, and, so, and escape anything that might be a differing reality. You know, I think the at, at the end of the day, um, as far as liberals are concerned, I get it. I totally understand why you don't like this guy. Um, I get it. I still think he has the right to speak. I still think he has the right to speak. Right. And I still think that, you know, use use a conservative principle here. Like, let the market dictate itself. If you are so offended and you don't like him so much, then stop buying into his stuff his book's number one on amazon right, right now because because guess what it. yeah because guess what if he's if he's not the number one news story this week his book's not number oh, no, one not on amazon and that's why it's provocative because right. it it sells and he's made a name so, for himself i i wish he was back to with the substance that i saw in the earlier yeah. videos um yeah he is he's archive, definitely so a, can go back he's always been a jerk him. he's a bigger jerk now. he's a jerk yeah i mean that's just he's a truth. jerk in a different way now though he's yeah. very much I would argue that like John Stewart and Stephen Colbert and all them are jerks as well in a different way. Eh. Like that's how they made their careers was just to make fun of the other side, and that's what he's doing. Uh, it's I, very comparable. I, like I think I it's don't know. satire. I think his is definitely John Stewart's media. Is, and I think John media is a little bit smarter than, because it's syndicated mm-hmm. satire. It's on a network and right. it's it's kind of regulated. He just throws it out on social media. But you know, I I think I think you cannot like this guy and but but if liberals want to actually do better and if the liberals want to stop losing elections which i get it like and i have the same argument like we haven't we lost one and like that's fine i get it but don't don't hurt your own cause by right. acting irrationally so, so what do you what do you think about the cops though no arrests do you I think, think that the college, the college campus did enough to i mean they knew this was going to happen yeah you know, and they were quick. They got him out of there and as quickly as could be. Mm-hmm. But then they, uh, what he was reporting and what a couple other people said that they seemed to see was that the campus police basically had the attitude of just let it happen. Just let the little kids have a temper tantrum and see what happens. And obviously a hundred well, thousand dollars is a pretty expensive. That was his tantrum. argument. His argument was they didn't want me Zero there. Arrest. So they just let, I they can't get, grab no. the guys who are like dancing around the bonfire. They just made. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I can't get on with it, man. Like, I but just how can't. Many, you, I didn't see a lot of cops even there. Not in the footage, because they said they were all standing back. They, they they came with the impression of just let it burn itself out. So how many... That's $100,000 worth Have you seen it reported money. how many cops were there? No. Okay. I, seen, I know the because, CNN said that the cops are keeping a perimeter, and that eventually they came in with... Because uh, I saw, like, six... And so, like, it, now it, not enough. And, and if that's the case, then like, Did we learn this with the pipeline. Staff your shit, goddamn. Right. <laughs> like, if that's the case, like, I get why six guys aren't making arrests because there's like, a yeah, it's like, no, I'm not gonna die. Dude. I'm not gonna die to get. Thanks, kid. commissioner. Like, right. we need more than six, a handful of guys. But 
it just it doesn't make sense to me how that was allowed to take place. And look, I get it. I'm all for freedom of speech on both sides. Yeah. You want to protest, protest. Protest with, the shit out of everything. When you start burning stuff down, like don't expect to not right. be arrested for that. And that's so, a, an issue I have too with uh, CNN and the rest of them calling it a protest and not a riot because it was a riot. And I understand that you're damning 99% of the people that were there. But at the same time, when it turns into a riot, it's a riot. And right. that's what it was. Yeah. You could say nope. that you know, I, there was a protest and then inside of it was a riot, but it doesn't make sense. I agree. I think the whole thing, I think the whole thing was bad. It was bad for, um, it for real, like, the only thing the protest did was help Milo Yiannopoulos oh, further yeah. his message. So much more. So rich. if that's what if that's what liberals were trying to do that day was help Milo's <laughs> sales, then that's what you should yeah. pat yourself on the back. He even for. calls himself out. He's like, "I've taught you. I wrote an article on how to beat me." He's like, "You guys don't do it. Every time you do this, that's I another get another reason people don't like him. Right. So like, well, like I, I said, get it. As soon as someone can sit down and beat him as badly as Joe Rogan did, kudos to." Yeah, Joe Rogan, because that was difficult to watch. Yeah, later on in the program, they ended up having a, a okay conversation. I didn't agree with anything Milo was saying. No, he, but he, I still understood he was trying to come from a, a someplace. Right, what he thought was a data set. I I didn't agree with it, but yeah. Bottom line, when it comes to the protest, I disagree with how they handled it. Absolutely, every single form of authority. Yep. Um, I disagree with how they reported on it <laughs> with CNN. And the mayor coming out and yeah, calling him a I mean, white nationalist yeah, they did. speaker. Which they was did rush. They rushed to it so fast. And it, it's like, it shows again, their prejudice. It shows that you're not getting the type of reporting that you really deserve. And you need to have a diverse source well, net so that you can. It, under, I think, I think it shows two things. I think in certain circumstances where it is on purpose, it shows prejudice. I think there's another thing to be said, though, about just the fact that journalists aren't as good good as they once were so yeah, everybody because everybody every network is rushing for ratings they need There's the so story many journalists now with online web and everything There's well, just a huge and pool they of need them. they need a story they need their this oh. story to be on their network before every other network right, right? so, you so they'll you grab it. they'll grab the sandy hook story and there's two shooters and they're using all kinds of weapons yeah, yeah, yeah. and um adam lanza's brother is under arrest and like nobody and he doesn't have a brother and like <laughs> who's this guy what is happening what who is this um so we don't care it's a good story uh, ah. right so <laughs> i think that when some when this happens because look People knew Milo Yiannopoulos by name, but they didn't know his work until colleges started burning down. Yeah. Then, so I can see people from net media networks j going to Facebook, typing in this guy's name and being like, well, it's overwhelmingly decided that this guy is a Nazi. So right. we're going to run with that story. That's bad journalism. Right. Media, Do hold yourself clicks. accountable for that. That's something Philip DeFranco says constantly. He was like, I spend five minutes and I do better reporting than all of these syndicated news networks. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you. It's, it's the, not that hard. I, the... Although I made a mistake, so it is actually not. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding it's totally hard we're not journalists though <laughs> so, so we're just yelling at them um so the so i agree with you i think yeah. the the, the police should have handled it better i think the, he has the right the, to speak the protesters should have handled it better and right. i think if you don't like this guy this much like all you form did was, a better opinion form yeah. a better more articulate yeah, argument him. and challenge him yeah because that's how you're going to get people to your side yep so i think i think we can we can shake hands on that one yep i think so
New tension between President Trump and a major U.S. ally. Sources say the president grew angry during a phone call with Australia's prime minister last Saturday. President Trump calling the Australian refugee agreement a very bad deal. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. Well, with a policy like that on leaks, I guess you can't be <laughs> too mad that, uh, that some transcripts from your phone calls got leaked this week. No, I guess you can't. I'm not upset about it either, though, to be honest. No, well, you know, this. I think this would be the uh, this would be the presidency of leaks. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll see about I think that. When you tell, so there was two prominent leaks, though, right? Uh, two prominent leaks. The ones that I guess Trump had four phone calls this week. Um, As you which, do when you're president, which you were, which was you know in the news um, with four different foreign leaders. Uh, I'm sure he had more phone calls than that, but you know, yeah, he probably talked to Ivanka in Manhattan or something. <laughs> um, uh, not Ivanka, Melania. About to say, <laughs> right? I think she's up. I don't. Up I think in she's DC. at like Neiman Mor- Neiman Marcus trying to get her clothes back in there or something. Um, but no, so he had he had four phone calls, um, I guess, with the leaders of Russia, of mm-hmm. course, which um, we knew was coming from we knew the, day, was coming. the week before, and Australia, Australia, and Mexico, Mexico, of course, and I believe Iran too. Well, they did the sanctions on Iran. Well, they did the sanctions yeah. on Iran. Um, so we, I guess, we can start there with Iran. Okay. Um, it's weird. Who didn't see this coming? No, That's I, my point going right into yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I think that when have we ever had a good relationship with Iran? And, and I mean, Jimmy Carter, you, good job. You right. Tried. I mean, there there can be something. To, there's something to be said about whether or Obama, whether his attempts at, um, at 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 mending a relationship are, are more political or more like. I don't know that they could actually happen. I don't know that Iran has any reason to actually want to do anything. They don't like us, especially right now us. So, with them being such close partners with Russia. Yeah, I mean, in that region. Here's what. Here's that's why what, we're upset is that they're trying to claim a lot of Iraq. Here's what I'll but say: we gave it away. I don't. I'm not like a huge supporter of the Iranian government. By I'm not at all by any means. <laughs> supporter of the Iranian um, government. Here's here's what I would say though. I think that what scares people about Donald Trump sending people out to the news to um put countries on notice whatever that means um yeah that was a little unclear it, it felt like he just pulled that off this off hey, the dude, colbert report we're watching you bud yeah <laughs> like oh for like real? bears you're on notice iran <laughs> um, you too right so i but i think what makes people nervous is how i don't personally believe i know that donald trump has smart people around him but yeah. i don't think donald trump is he's a businessman and he's a reality TV star. I don't think this guy probably thought too much about U.S. Iran relations prior to. Well, Iran's been in the news for quite some time. I mean, even even going back, they're they're no friend of ours. I mean, that's the thing I don't understand. I, just, I didn't understand this past nuclear deal that we did with um, that Obama did and and Kerry, mm-hmm. the uh, Secretary of State. I didn't understand. Like, I understand what they were trying to do is be diplomatic, but. As Obama consistently did, he underplayed America's hand. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yay, we made progress. We have a treaty with someone. We have you know these things in place. 
they're not people that don't like you think us, that's, and they're not deals that are in our favor. I don't disagree Why are we with doing that. It? He also underplayed his hand with Russia and easing up sanctions on them without getting anything in return, which looks like Donald Trump? Trump's no Obama, which okay. looks like Donald Trump's next step. Yeah. Like, well, remember Obama had uh, just wait a little bit till after the election; he'll have more leeway. Yeah, and then guess did. what they did? Crimea and everything else, because he basically well, was told by the United States Republicans were really cool, dude. Uh, Republicans were really upset about that, and were citing yeah. that up until a few well, months ago. To be fair, and Republicans now they want to be upset. They still don't like Russia. It's Trump that likes Russia. Like, right. Republicans don't like that guy, and they shouldn't. Um, I understand why they would. And when Bill O'Reilly asks Donald Trump how he feels about uh, Vladimir Putin and then says he's a killer. And the response to that <laughs> is, well, we have killers. You think we're innocent? Like, dude, yeah, what are you I mean, doing? Sound nice. he's, like, he's right. I'm sure we do. We I'm tried sure, to take out yeah, Castro. But do you want time, the so. president of the United States on record telling that to the world? Probably no, not. Probably not. He wasn't so, president yet. but uh, Yes, he wasn't? Mm-mm. I think that was during the... Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. I know it's in the news again I'm sure his weekend. position hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> so, and he is president now. Right. So I, yeah. I understand the why we would want Russia to be an ally, not only to defeat ISIS in the Middle East, but also to avoid what I assume is a war. But you see coming. that it's not unlikely at all that sanctions or something will be lifted to benefit Russia before we get anything out of the deal. I would hope not. Like I said, I, I want to see what I mean, my that... trade-off would be. They, uh, The U.S. Army and the Russian Army join forces in taking out ISIS in the Middle East. That is worth it to me to release sanctions off of Russia. That makes sense to me. That's a good trade-off. To me, I would want that to happen. Here's, here's what I think. Mad, I, think <laughs> like, I think sanctions will get probably lifted. Bef- At some point they will. I, I think they will before we get um, before we benefit from it because you got to pay them back for the election. So <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just the, Julian Assange get something out of it too. The way that they're the Clinton talk- camp, do they get something out of it for fucking? Has up Julian Assange said anything <laughs> since he was going to turn himself in for extradition? No. Because he got called out. Um, yeah, don't say that shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so I don't know. I just think that what makes people nervous is how quickly and how loudly he's going about things. Like you want to, if you have a bad conversation with the Australian Prime Minister, you probably don't need to like come out and say it well, in the didn't. media. I mean, it was leaked out. That I mean, they basically yeah. were like, oh, "It was horrible." He hung up on him, and I think he did. And I'm going to go on record here. I think he was right for it. I mean, you you probably know a little bit more about Australia than I do, and, and their economic benefit. But regardless, I think that that was a bad deal that Obama signed. I don't think it was a good deal. I think it was a deal that he did right. to purposely mess with how Trump was going to handle it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that that was signed. Like the there was la- a few things the... that Obama did right before leaving. Yeah, it was like the last week of his move. presidency. So I really didn't like him at that point. I end up like I do like him now. I like Mr. Obama, the mm-hmm. man. I think I like him a lot. I didn't like him as president almost at all. But I think that. Um, but we do need to be careful when we and and I get that that Trump tried to play damage control a little bit, came out and said that you know oh we have a great relationship, it's a wonderful don't worry relationship. about it, don't it's even great. Worry. I talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Still, basically, um, what Australia did is they have refugees they would not admit into their own country and kept them off onto special bases or camps uh, in the islands surrounding Australia. Call that extreme vetting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's terrible. When we do it, isn't it? Um, so basically they said, we don't want these guys as an agreement. You need to take them. And Obama said, yes, we will. 
Um, and I disagree with it. I don't see why we should. They're on but Australian you soil. Take them in. But you acknowledge the fact that we should try to maintain our relationships around the world. The countries yes that we no. do have good relationships with, we should probably, as long as... There's nothing as wrong with calling out a friend. As, Me and you do it consistently. Uh, right. But you as know. long as they're mutually beneficial, like we shouldn't just... We shouldn't be callous in the way that we talk. We should be a little no, bit you gotta more be tough. measured. You got to be um, tough. And I think that, that Trump did the right thing. They, he got called out for – and I don't really – he had the – all that the report says is that he had the audacity to hang up on, on someone else that he was upset with. No, we it, all do that. It, no, it didn't. The report also said that Donald Trump called the refugees the next generation of Boston bombers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> like, and, I don't think there's any evidence for it. I can see that you could ambiguously assign them their future. It doesn't make any sense. However, I understand that he's coming out from a nationalistic st- or national security standpoint, where he's saying we need to make sure that these people are vetted and whatnot. I just, I think- would hope they'd be being vetted as they were on the island by the australians that's what i would hope would be happening but i have no idea if it is or if it isn't well if they have a vetting process like our three-year process then they should be good on (laughs) terrorism um so i i do think though that we should remember that like certain allies we have are beneficial to us we have um billions of dollars in investment and trade with australia on an annual basis our australia has backed us in um, military con- like every operations. every and military that's why they are good at ally and i think that that's why you're II, seeing trump including be... vietnam iraq and afghanistan yeah. um, and d-day right um and they had one we troop tons of tons of cultural ties of between between the two countries and so, that to me that's the only thing that matters because so many of our allies do not they break the rules and uh, they don't allot as much money of their GDP into their military at all. And these are guys that are supposed to come to our aid should anything arise. Mm-hmm. And it's like us in Australia and no one else is right. building up their military. But guess who has? Russia, China, right. Basar al-Assad in Syria because of the Russians now. Right. And they have a ton of our So stuff. I don't think it's – so I think that Donald Trump and the administration should just be careful when – now I get that it was a leak and I think that when you're a guy who was all about leaks it's really hard for you to be like how dare you and I think they're going to be the administration of leaks because when you tell other other government departments don't tweet unless it comes through me yeah that is fascistic like I'm sorry it is but it, it is, is. It needs to, that needs to be tam- tempered as well um, um, so I think that we're going to deal with a lot of leaks and as I said previously totally fine with it as long as it doesn't cross the line. Like, it's we not have, nude pictures of fucking Melania leaks out or something right. like that. Like, don't cross the line. We have, Attack but we also, we also have, um, I don't know that it's necessarily a treaty. It's an agreement. Um, the Five Eyes uh, Intelligence Agreement. And it's between Australia, the United States, the UK, Canada, um, and somebody else. One, one more. It's five countries. Um, and basically, we it's an agreement to not spy on each other and it's also an agreement I'm sure to nobody to, keeps that I'm, agreement right but <laughs> it's an agreement to freely share like intelligence information with each other so that we're all on the same page and we all um so i think though that if you hurt your relationship with countries that are that can be valuable to you in those in those types of ways that's not good because if you yeah. you don't want to go too far to where you get Australia going, well, we'll just exclude the United States from this. That Here's, doesn't help yeah. us. That Here's doesn't what I'll help say anybody. To that point. If you saw any footage of the Australian prime minister, he won. 
He knew he won. Oh, he was yeah. laughing. I don't think this hurt our relationship one bit. People no. love it when they're it, winning. It helped him He's because gonna... <laughs> Donald Trump fumbled the ball. Like, and he, like I said, the, the military aspect, we the, the, one of the only allies that is actually pulling their weight and is willing to come to our aid when we need it. So I, he's going to have to honor this, even though it goes against every single thing mm-hmm. that uh, that Trump wants to do with accepting these well, refugees. He has to and do watch it. the Democrats use that in the next election. Oh, yeah, because they because they will like that's politics. That's what's going to happen. So um, I don't know if it'll yeah. be a successful play, but expect them to use it. Um, <laughs> And so, so that was one phone call. Another yep. one he, he had was about bad hombres in Mexico. There's like, a very bad hombre. Dude, I'm a bad hombre, bro. Just I told you we're out there. Just, just <laughs> stop, man. Like stop. You stop talking. Talk. Be more of a politician, hey man, Donald Trump. Like, hashtag bad hombres is the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just I use it constantly. I I think it again. I I made this point quickly last week, but. D- Mexican elections are coming up next year. Uh, Nieto, President Nieto, has a 12% approval rating right now. It's not very good, man. If you want the Sandinistas and the PDR to win that election and not – there's you're not getting any cooperation on, well, on the dr- see, drug war. You're not getting any cooperation on And on that's anything. what I think that Mexico just missed out on. And like I said, what came out of those leaks, which was, was interesting – is President Trump basically said, you know, hey, if you help pay for the wall, we will help you out with our American forces. We'll come mm-hmm. in and we'll fight the cartels for you. Yeah, and let's make a correction to the media for the media because I've Thanks, seen guys. I've seen that story. This might be the alternative fact of the week. Um, <laughs> I've seen that headline so many times on so many sites, but the way that that headline is written. And if you don't click on it, you won't find out what Mitch just said. Um, the way that that headline is written is Trump vows to send military into Mexico. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Come on, man. Dude. That's, that's a dirty play. Way to go, guys. Right. And and so and that's the problem. And if you know, I've heard. CNN make the the comment this week that like look they they've brought in all these conservative talk guys to ask mm-hmm. softball questions and they have um but if you don't want that to happen then the liberal <laughs> those liberal like self-starter blog sites whatever right. don't print stuff with false narratives that make that's the reason right. that fake news became a term um because because you're only hurting yourselves. You want to keep right. not getting invited into that room? Keep writing stupid <laughs> right. headlines. that says we're about to send our military into Mexico. Right. We're going to take them so, out. So now that everybody everybody that reads that is like, he did what? We're not. They're not going to build a wall? We're sending right. the freaking military in? That's now, ridiculous. I don't think that's going to help Peñeto at all. I think that his, his approval rating is already so low. And now that it's leaked that they're... I understand that they don't want to pay for the wall and that's a big, it's, it's almost like Donald Trump putting his stance. We will make them pay for the wall. Mm-hmm. He can't back down off it. And Peña Nieto is the same way where he can't back off that he's not paying for it. Right. But at some point, like he's not the cartels have it. definitely been a problem. Right. But he's not going to pay for it because we know, we, we know you could how. meet it halfway and go with like a 10% tax. Right. I could see some some good coming, but from but they it. need to actually compromise. Like, and uh, they do. Uh, I big... think sending their military in to take out the cartels is a very good compromise. I think that that really helps out the uh, not only Mexico but Central America. Well, it depends though, because if those voters we have are to make good on it too, it, though. well, and if those <laughs> so... voters are 
um, under the impression that like America is just going to dog Mexico at every every yeah. uh, press release, um, then they're more likely to not care what deal Nieto can mm-hmm. strike up with Donald Trump. And this is really the only. Place- then they'll put in the PDR. They will elect the PDR next next year right. and. Well, I think they'll, they won't vote for Neto because he did that. I think that they'll say you had a chance to to help solve some of our problems, and if you won't, we're just going to side with them. But if but the PDR, I I'm not sure the PDR has a great position on stopping the cartels either. So sure like no I, one does. I don't the cartels think, are there to stay, like, and it will definitely hurt the United States goals if the if Neto does lose re-election. Um, I mean, it depends on how much we isolate ourselves from Mexico. So, it might not have anything to do with us at that point, but uh, we'd have to really cut off ties. And I don't know if that's something I would want. I don't know if it's something that we could get anyway, because yeah. we're so, I mean, we're economically people are still involved. jumping that wall, whether we're cut off or not. <laughs> like, So you're never going to stop illegal immigration completely. You can cut it down it's a lot. It's already been cut down you, a lot. So. And it, yeah, it has. It's not, it's, it's so, it, it's unfortunate that people like you and me have to sit here and talk about it yeah. because it's not a huge problem. It's rhetoric and it, it makes, is, but it's so ingrained at this point that there's a, a vast group of people who want to see it happen. And so at some point you have to bring into the account of the morale of the country mm-hmm. and it makes us feel safe that we have the wall. So I don't actually like the wall. I don't think it's going to serve any purpose other than, perhaps make these people happy yeah i mean the, the final what percentage people are they and it's, re- it's ridiculous though it because it will be an expensive wall and it will somehow is going to have to get paid for no uh, it's not in the terms of the federal budget it's a drop in the bucket mm-hmm. it's not that much compared to what we're spending i don't know where we're at now i think 800 and 800 billion or something we're not yeah. trillions anymore like we were for a while but uh yeah it's like what 10 20 billion yeah you're thinking so it's, it's a drop like but you know it all adds up. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know that. So those are the, those are the phone calls, I guess, for the week. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I just think that the United States government, the White House especially, should be very strategic with how they say things. I know that you're not going to stop yeah. leaks from happening, probably, and you can't control the information that gets out in in those leaks, but. A, don't give people a reason to leak your stuff. Well, they're going like, to. Liberals in the in every single bit of the government are going to do everything they can to demoralize the administration or to expose the administration. Make him a one-term president. Make him a one-term president. Where have we seen that before? Yeah, I wonder where that plays. I think my though. shitty side did that for about <laughs> for about eight, eight years. years. Um, yeah, they made him a one-term president for eight years. They did a great job. Right. But. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but and then the only, the other thing on foreign policy, I guess we'll just touch on real quick that also happened this week, which was uh, here's. One thing, and it's a small thing, and I know it's just rhetoric anyway, but I will give the Trump administration credit um, a little bit because the, and we'll get into this at another time because too for me especially it's too much of a topic, but you know I'm I'm very much I understand the reason for Israel and our alliance with them, but I'm so very very much on the side of the Palestinian people in that conflict. I'm more um, on the side of the Israelis. I so what was interesting to me and what I noticed as soon as the election happened in the United States is that Netanyahu wasted no time <laughs> starting to build settlements in the West Bank because I think he, he thought he, that he could take advantage of Trump. I and think, I'm glad that he said so, I'm not comfortable with this. So this week this. to my 
pleasure, even though it's probably mostly rhetoric, is that the White House did come out and make a statement, and they didn't they didn't totally crap on Israel, but they said that obviously the main objective in that region is to establish peace, and mm-hmm. I don't know that the building of more the building of new settlements is the best way to obtain it that is not goal. The best way to obtain that, it, it is not the best way to obtain that goal. So it's nice to see though that. Yeah. Whereas somebody like me, who t- is very passionate about that, right. expected Donald Trump to just allow Israel right. to do what they were going to do. So it's nice to see a little bit of pushback, at least in the form of a White House statement. I think that's, I can that's deal, one of the things I'm most excited about that. for this administration is how they're going to handle this. And only because I've seen the statements from Donald Trump and from Jared Kishner and the people that are inside where they actually think they can solve this. Mm. And I think we are both would agree that that would be absolutely incredible if they could actually solve it. I would. That's a tall be, order. I, it, it is an <laughs> unbelievably huge order. But I think, first they, of all, every presidency hmm. since forever has had that same goal in mind, and none of them have achieved it. And I bet you the people in that region probably have that goal in mind, and they haven't achieved it for like so. a bajillion years. I think so. that Israel would rather just crush Palestine, and I think Palestine would rather just not have ever you, had to deal with it. But you have to admit that not all of those people feel that way. It's like there are people that— Most of them just want, the, want there to be peace. At some point, the Middle East, if the world doesn't implode first— um, <laughs> will start to civilize like you can to civilize in the way that the west has to where i i feel like because i know it because i see these these freedom fighters in israel and palestine who who on both sides there are israelis and and palestinians who don't have a problem with their neighbor they don't have a problem with those guys being there yeah. and there's one famous um i'll see if i can find it put it in the comments there's one famous um thought project that that I, I don't know if it was a palestinian or israeli um did but they went in t- onto the other side and they posted pictures of five six faces um three of them were israelis three of them were palestinians none of them were labeled no one knew who was who <laughs> they're they don't have to hate each other and there are right. people in the region that don't want to that is a very very volatile and vulnerable region of the world right. there there's a lot of things so I like a president there. approaching it with a simple naivety of being able to say i can fix this right we'll see we'll i don't see. think he can i but i'm excited that he's excited about thinking he can and let's see what he can actually accomplish i'm not gonna hold him to it because i think yeah i think there are <laughs> like, better i think yeah, that's fair i think donald trump is probably not the best person to be the one to do it um, that's why he's sitting in jared kushner who's got a high ranking position and he's jewish he's the one who converted ivanka into judaism obviously being her husband mm-hmm. um so he thinks that he can do it um and that's apparently where this is coming from and why Trump apparently really wanted to do it, but he didn't know if he had the means that Jared Kushner is the one who's very confident that he can do it. Still don't have faith in him. So <laughs> I don't have faith in him because I just I don't think it's an achievable goal. Yeah. Not right now in 2017. Just hang out in Camp David for like three weeks. It'll be totally cool. <laughs> Everything will work out. It wasn't a bad attempt no, it by Jimmy Carter. Yeah, it was so good. And it actually did do something. I yeah. mean, was that Iran and Egypt? I thought so, so yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so that was that i don't know anyway 
we'll see what happens. You know, yeah. as far- <laughs> keep on the leaks. I say keep it coming. As long as I, I'll take as much information as I can. Just be nicer in your phone calls. Maybe don't hang up on people. That's, that's I think once Trump gets past, he's got these things that he's going to be tough on different nations for at for the beginning. I think once we settle these, we seems- squash our beef with all these different. A lot countries, of it seems so petty. It doesn't to me. To me, it's something where I'm like, this is something that this country's been taking over us for the past eight years or so, and the ship needs to be righted. And it, it, you need to tap your friend on the shoulder to and me, be like, hey, dude, you it looks like a guy who stop. has scientifically sized hands e- equivalent to a woman, <laughs> and he feels like he has to compensate at every every step of the way. He loves his hands. Uh-huh. These are terrific hands. Look at my hands. They're so big, and so is everything That's else. That's what he was saying. So. It's all proportional. <laughs> um, so... All right, so going into our speed round topics, we didn't really have a chance to really uh, expand upon during the the course of the main show. Uh, First that I wanted to talk about definitely would be uh, Sally Yates, uh, the attorney general, the last attorney general, rather. Uh, The acting. Right, who was dismissed by Donald Trump. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I don't have a problem with her being dismissed. I don't either. Look, she was on her way out anyway, so like, (laughs) and here's my thing. She just didn't think it through. I don't think that, no, I think she did. I think she did it on purpose. I think she wanted to make a statement, but I don't think that well, it was the wrong department statement. agencies um, that there's an that there's a necessity for individual political statements. So yeah. you know it. You know it's you can challenge it. There's can, certain aspects of the executive and order, and I think and from her own words, what's ironic about this whole situation? Well, that's what she didn't like. She didn't like the Muslim ban. Executive. Well, right. She, That's she what it's being called. She, I don't think it's a Muslim ban. No, but it's a the travel, travel ban. ban. She she told um she told the State Department not to defend the executive order, right. and so you know, and so she was rightfully fired and replaced for that. Look, she did it. In my opinion, she did it because she was on her way out. She wanted to make a statement that I don't side with Donald Trump. What's ironic about the whole thing, first of all, is that Jeff Sessions is. Th- is set to replace her, right? Right. So, well, if he gets confirmed before she got high, like bef- when Ob- Obama appointed her, um, before she was sworn in, she was questioned by Congress. She was questioned by then Senator Jeff Sessions, right? Um, and what's interesting about it is that <laughs> Jeff Sessions asked her if, and he was talking about Barack Obama. He said if the president, um. Oh, I guess that I should, new world order man. I, I should turn my phone off before the show. <laughs> um, so watching us, basically Jeff Sessions talking about then the Obama administration said right. to questioned her and said if the president were to sign into law something that you personally and or politically disagreed with, um, is is it your or if you thought it was against the law or, or you know would walked you on that it? line, would you would you defend it? And she said to him, um, "What I would do is I would go to the president personally mm-hmm. and I would discuss this issue with him and then tell him, you know, either I can't, either we we need to talk about how to change yeah. this and make it right, or I need to resign because right. I can't do it." 
Well, imagine that. So, She's more willing to cooperate with Obama than so Trump. So now that Jeff Sessions, the guy who asked her that question, <laughs> is about to take her job. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's fair to say, though, that that's not the answer that Jeff Sessions wanted. He no. Wanted oh, to no, hear, no, no, no. You hate Obama just as much <laughs> right. as me. And you shut it down. I will shut it down. I will yeah. shut you down. No. So, you know, it, that, that's a little ironic, that too. But that the, was never quite stated. I think that's the way it probably went, right. though. So, but I don't have a problem with her being fired because I not don't either. think that, that agencies, that federal departments like that um that you need an individual making a political statement let the agency make a political statement yeah. sure let them do their job if you but really think that I don't it's need, against the law say so right but i don't need to know what max the intern thinks about <laughs> um, you know a b and c is he 21 right so so that was that was issue number one i i think we both agree on that one yeah um another thing in the story this week which you can set us up for was a uh, that was definitely the uh quebec mosh shooting mm-hmm uh, so actually, most news channels picked this up right when it started, but they never finished the story. Like I remember it breaking news on CNN and all mm-hmm. that, and they said that you know there was a shooting at a mosque up in Quebec, uh, right. and, this, and then there was just all speculation without any facts whatsoever. Right, there were reports that the shooter uh, was yelling Allah Akbar. Yep, and it was a Muslim attacker, the, uh, a Moroccan. Two Muslim attackers at one point. Yep, and they um, were supposedly Moroccan. Um, which was totally inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the Moroccan was just someone that was there. Right. Uh, basically ran from cops thinking that he was going to get shot again. Right. That it was another terrorist. Uh, and they, they captured him and, you know, they took him in, interrogated him and basically cleared him. Uh, and it ended up being, um, I think it was a Quebec citizen yeah some some white guy with a really yeah, french from, name yeah yeah um, from quebec yeah what was what it looked like uh and basically as soon as that came out which was about a day and a half later because i remember like by then all main media just completely lost interest and you mm-hmm. didn't hear about it which doesn't make any sense to me because as liberals there's your story well and there's yeah. a guy who doesn't look like the the right is saying he should look mm-hmm. and i think we are definitely in agreement that that's a terrorist attack yeah a terrorist mm-hmm. attack is a terrorist attack it doesn't matter what your religious beliefs or what your yeah. skin color looks like if you target a a specific group and then inflict death and terror upon them right. you're a fucking terrorist so you would have so you would have thought that especially the liberal media would have taken the fact that this right. guy is a trump supporter he's a crazy anti-government right-wing extremist right. dude runs into a mosque shoots how what 16 people yeah i think six died um so you know but it's a big deal here here's the thing neither the left nor the right went back to correct the story if you go yeah, yeah, yeah. you know for days and days and days you go back and and Phil look franco did at, <laughs> yes, there you go um, that's why get your news station up and running Philip defranco because right. i will be coming to you but the most reliable you know it's it's ridiculous because that still for days the the story was still a Moroccan yelling Allah Akbar, right. and, that and I think a lot of it has to do truth. with what he said, uh, Philip DeFranco. That is that it had to do with clicks. I mean, whenever it was a the you know Trump was doing his Muslim ban and everything, so that's what was on the mind. So and then, then they goes, can paint that picture. Even even the left can paint that picture, right. And bring in clicks because so, no one really cares. It's up in Quebec, right? It, yeah, it, exactly. It's not and, well, and it goes back to that that earlier point that we made that like they're just not accountable because everybody is looking for the story now. So nobody yeah. waits for facts; they just want to report on it. So they and then leave it up the, the inaccurate. That's information. the convenience of having so a once a week podcast that doesn't air live. <laughs> I don't there have. Go. I don't have to get a story up at any certain time. <laughs> so, but if you wait a week, you might be called out for it. Right. <laughs> right. So you know, I yeah, that's that's horrible. And I think that the I think that 
and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future, but the media has to, has to hold themselves yeah. to a higher standard. And the right um, needs to hold itself to a higher standard to show that terrorism is a, is a problem in the world right now. It's not just like, obviously we have, we see a big portion of it coming from this side of the world mm-hmm. in the middle East, but that there's enough homegrown here and in other countries. Um, and a big, another thing to, to point out is that Quebec is very harsh on gun laws and they came in with automatic weapons and they didn't know where they came from. Yeah. I, I never found out where they came from. No. Um, my guess would be an American source, Minnesota, you know, something yeah. across, right across the border. I don't know. So that's another thing that, that the right also needs to talk about as well. And now I'm not for gun uh, restrictions or anything like that, but I think it's healthy to make sure that you're taking in everything into account. Mm-hmm. If these weapons came from America, we need to acknowledge it. We right. need to try to do what we can to have it not happen again. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, so that was definitely something that should have been at least report. It should have probably been reported more. It should have at least been fixed. Clarified, man. Um, like clarify. Yeah. You, you start a story as breaking news and then don't finish right. it. Right. Admit what yeah, happened. When you got it wrong, go fix it and acknowledge <laughs> right. the fact that you have it wrong. Exactly. Because it's kind of your job. Right. Because the fact of the matter is more people saw that Moroccan man yeah. shooting of a mosque story then they then they heard about how how it actually went down so yeah. so i think the media needs to do a better job there so yeah definitely then the last thing that i wanted to bring up this week um was an interesting story that only really got a little bit of talk um but i I think it should probably be mentioned. The, the, the religious one? Yeah. The So President Trump did the whole national prayer breakfast or whatever. Going out Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than the shameless self-promotion hey, of The Apprentice. Right. Um, he, he said something interesting. Uh so in and I know the fake news New York Times piece, but um, <laughs> but you know you can there. I'll give you more links to it. it they it, get it right sometimes. Um, President Trump vowed on Thursday to overturn a law restricting political speech in tax for, by tax exempt churches. Uh, potentially huge victory for the religious right gesture to evangelicals. Um, Mr. Trump said that his administration would totally destroy the Johnson Amendment, a 1954 law that prohibits churches from endorsing or opposing political candidates at the risk of losing their tax-exempt status. And then it goes on and on and on and on. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'll put that link down there in the comments section. But um, so, I think that that pretty much sums it up. And I, I, I don't like it personally. And it's not that I don't – it's like I'm not – look – I know that it's fun to say that Christians are disparaged, um, except if you are an am... Iraqi Christian, you can still travel here. That's interesting. <laughs> that doesn't make it yeah. a Muslim man. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I do think that church and state being separate is an important foundation to— I would agree. To I just, the for Constitution. me, when it comes to this particular thing— Now, I don't agree with churches having— um, tax exempt status. I think that if you're bringing in yeah, a certain amount of revenue, I think you should be able to to mm. be susceptible to taxes. However, I don't like this part of it. Like, I don't like that this Johnson law, or whatever it was called, it's, uh, comes out and says that you can't support a presidential candidate or you can't 
support a political party, or then you get hit with taxes. You can. Well, you I don't can't like financially that. Everyone should be able to. And I don't think that. I, I don't I, see why not. If it's let's as be a honest, church, because is, you're speaking for your entire you have a congregation. congregation, right? Yeah. So that's if, my point. Right. So if I'm that guy in the congregation that mm-hmm. doesn't think that homosexuality you, is bad, that doesn't agree with the church, you can that leave, doesn't leave want the congregation, my, and then he can deal with that on his own terms. So I think that that's something that the pastors and the clergy guys, whoever's running the show. They need to weigh those options, but they should have the option to say this candidate holds my interest in the interest of my congregation, and so I'm going to vote for them. You're because giving that's them, what people do. You're people giving, are always going to vote for their own self. No, they can vote for them. I think the issue comes into to to telling their congregation who to vote for. Well, the congregation can leave if they want. They're not. They're not sticking around for no reason. You yeah, know, if they want to, if they disagree, then you leave. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't it's not Scientology. At that point. Yeah. I do think that <laughs> like, it, but I do think it challenges a fundamental. No, I don't agree with them Cons- having tax exempt status. I don't, but I also don't agree with them losing their tax exempt status because they want to try to help their congregation politically. I don't. I have a problem with that because I think that in America, everyone should be able, even religious groups. And like I said, the the left unfortunately has this 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 problem, where they're for every single religion to have more rights and more political power, except so, for Christians. So then that seems well, to irritate them. Then by that argument, do you? support citizens united which is essentially the business version of what we're talking about yeah now i think that there should be a tamper on it so that you can't actually so you can't do unlimited type of funds funds that go way over the line where you're donating millions and millions and millions of dollars and basically buying elections i have an issue with that but it needs to be broader it so needs to include everybody do you think then not just businesses so religious. then pat robertson can't put millions of dollars i would not want to but in, i don't think but i don't think that they should lose tax exempt i think they should lose tax tax exempt status just because they should but I think you that realize that's, that pat robertson will put millions of dollars in without that well, without that regulation limit. in there right and by donald trump's own words this week for, for every regulation that we create we need to lose two of them, uh, well, which I don't, I don't is super genius because we've never seen we've never seen deregulation lead to bubbles <laughs> that lead to recessions. Well, I can't think smart. of two of them that happened in the yeah. last fifteen years. Obviously, they need to be smart ones, and I think that I'm not opposed to regulating the amount of tax dollars and tax revenue that comes from churches. I don't think this is the right regulation. I think this kind of stands in the way of their own rights. As opposed to they don't, but no, they're, they're constitutionally they are separate, so they don't have that's rights. Fine, but I still view them as citizens, and it still is a group. It, they're not citizens, though. The they're entities. Well, a church is an entity. We're the, not talking about. Look, if I do, you think that Ma should be able to support the candidate that that best serves their needs? No, I don't. I don't think that any religious should organization should be allowed it. to put. Funding it, you can have a say in it at the ballot box. At the box. ballot box, yeah. Yeah. But still, so you don't have to put millions are, are of dollars for. into it because then what you do is you, you and I don't like slippery slope arguments, but I have to make it, it a slippery slope? For, for the, for the purpose of the right <laughs> should realize that like now once you've done that, when mosques start doing that, now you're looking at the furthering of your Sharia law. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, and you're going to be afraid of that. I they should have that right to do that. I, I just do. I think that if you are a religious organization, we do support religious freedom. Which, by the way, country. Sharia law is not happening in the United well, States. Uh, you'd be surprised in other areas where it's on the rise. So we need to. I definitely think that we should continue to say we're against it. But yeah, sure. I, I don't think it's bad to say that we're against it. Right. I also think that it's never going to happen or become. Well, hopefully, it won't. Law. 
Yeah. Like, Hopefully it won't, but you get enough people who think that it should, and it will. So we, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. I, the, who thinks that it should? People who like Sharia law. <laughs> <laughs> there are these dudes. It's not like there's no one in that camp. Um, they yeah. just don't happen to be here right now. Right. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just personally, you know, I'm not... I'm not trying to disparage those congregations. I'm not, yeah. I, I don't have like a problem. I, said, I don't think they should have tax exempt status. You should be taxed. No. Yeah, they absolutely should. But I also should. think that you should be able to spend your congregation's money in in political elections to further their as own needs. Long, I also think that it should be capped in a certain way. So I think there should be a lot of regulating going on. Here's my, just not the ones here's that are my right compromise. Now. If that's the scenario, I'm good with it. it. But if you're, I think that at the same time that you eliminate something like the Johnson amendment and you, you say that, okay, we're not going to take, well, we're not going to penalize you mm -hmm. for political for sitting your views. Opinion. Then you also simultaneously say, but you're not tax exempt. You have to buy into this status. <laughs> um, that, and, I mean, that's almost essentially what they would be doing by saying you lose it. And then by you basically have to buy it. I think it should be a right. I just also think that, you shouldn't your tax exemption should not be a right yeah I, so i think that it should be a right that you should be able to if you're a religious or organization to be able to put your money behind a certain candidate i just I also think it's a right that, i you know if you're making money off of our citizens i disagree legit, i i under i agree with the point that i think they should not be tax exempt whether it's whether you're talking about a temple a church or a mosque yeah um, I, I think we agree I just think Mostly, we're arguing semantics and we don't agree on the exact I, way that my, it would be done. But I think we agree. I think we could come to that compromise. But I yeah. think as it's worded but at the National Prayer Breakfast, I can't get behind – I can't get a, behind abolishing that amendment without the tax exemption being taken off yeah. the table. So well, that's what if, we need to senators and congressmen right. that are going. So to if that happens, then yeah, I can I can meet you in the middle there. But I but I'm not willing to say, yeah, cool. Let's get let's not penalize them for political views if we're still giving them the 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 tax benefit. So yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of what I think on on that one. So yep. I think that about wraps it up for us this week, though. Yep. Um, so, again, I'm Brandon Condit. I'm Mitchell Hernandez. And uh, remember to follow us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube um, at The Devil's Advocate. Uh, I'm sorry, backslash The Devil's Advocate 2017. <laughs> or on Twitter at The Devil's Advo 2017. Mm -hmm. So um, make sure you drop us a comment. Call yep. us out. Call us out when Mitch lies to you. Um, <laughs> I will respond every time you do. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. So we'll, this week we'll go ahead and leave you with the one rational thought that came out of the week. It's, all, it's supposed to be about free speech. It's supposed to be about your right to express yourself, even if you're probably kind of a bad person, even if you're saying awful things. You shouldn't stop just because somebody comes and they light something on fire or they you know, threaten to hurt you. I don't think that's the way things should be going.